And hello, welcome to another exciting episode of Vic Muscat's Revolution. I am your fearless leader and the man who takes a lot of crap from his opinions on social media, Vic Muscat. Today, we're not talking about politics or the world today. We are talking about the epic rivalry that independent wrestling had in the past decade. These are two studs in the indie wrestling scene that gave such an awesome performance in their chain match that honestly got remind me back in the old NWA days when they had their chain matches. They make me feel good about the history of this profession because there's a lot of holes in this profession like in WWE with some not as good athletes, don't wanna call them half-assed, trying to be respectful. <laughs> but these two guys definitely will pick up the any FOMO they may give. Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you the one and only Mr. Motivation himself and Felipe Jr. Hello, hello everybody. And as the audience can see in my background is a picture of their amazing chain match that they had. I can only find clips. I have not seen the entire match, but from the clips I've seen, I've seen those clips like about four or five times. I mean, it's it was an epic match. Yeah, I'm still feeling it to this day. That's uh, <laughs> I think that speaks for for everything about every that time, match. Every time I see chains, uh, gives me a memory. So. <laughs> it gives no. you flashback. You just double or something, yeah. So I have to ask from right from the start, how did you guys actually meet? Ooh, I mean, it was a lot. I kind of the beans on that. Uh, <laughs> what was it? The, either the night of or the night right before that last triple threat we had with Luca Mancini, where we did actually train together at the uh, Samoans. And... I mean, you, you could say the rest of it, but it's funny because uh, some of our heat derived essentially that day we met from something I had said, if you want to continue on with that. <laughs> uh, I don't remember quite, but I know he said something to me like, you know, like, I don't know, he, he was being very cocky and I was like, oh, I'm going to go in there, you know, beat, beat your ass, bro. Um, and then like, I remember coming back and he wasn't there. I'm like, Okay, I guess not then. <laughs> yeah, I had said something along. Right, well, I was hoping you were going to remember, but you know what? I'll pick up the fumble. Right? <laughs> so what happened was he had said, Hey, I want pretty good. I want to, I want to train with you, man. And then I get just like him. I don't know my exact words, but I wouldn't say they were cocky. And, but I guess depending on who you ask, they could certainly be looked at. As so, I said something along the lines of, "No, nah, man, you got to you got to work up to working with me." You understand? Just because, uh, you know, just my history with not professional wrestling, obviously, but the accolades I, I have under my belt with amateur wrestling. You know, being a wrestling captain and being a U.S. Marine, I know <laughs> I could push myself a good bit and. Uh, I was just I was just a confident guy in my abilities, you know what I mean? And he essentially took that the wrong way and it is what it is. But it it's I guess what started our initial beef and 
I, I did ask him about it because I remember I, I heard a rumor about it. And then, yeah, I confronted him. And, I mean, it is what it is. He said what he said. No hard feelings. I don't care. I mean, I'm so confident in my abilities. Anything you'd like to add, Flippy Jr.? Uh, no, I mean, that's pretty much uh, that's pretty much all that. And from there, we worked uh, a lot of places together, and we've had a lot of matches from even Michigan. We, it all started in Michigan as well. That was the one I was, I was just thinking of. I'm not trying to, you know, cut you off or nothing. But, yeah, it was started in Michigan and then Triple WA – they were all tag matches, though, and it's, it's crazy. He kept getting pinned on pin on me, you know, just again and again. I was I was quite up in my feelings, not going to lie, you know? Is that how the rivalry started? That's, this, is that how the bad blood started? Uh, yeah. I mean, it started off in Michigan in a tag match, and it, like you said, it kept going from tag match to tag match. And then, you know, sooner or later, it became, it became uh, singles into a triple threat and another two more triple threats, you know, three more. It was like three, I think. Yeah. Three triple threats. Yeah. I think yeah. we were definitely glad to finally have a, a singles run on that. Yeah. Um, the tag teams were nice, but, you know, uh, I'm sure when, during those tag teams, we really wanted that one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. Yeah, I mean, even though I didn't like this mother flower in, in that mask, I, you know, whether, no, no matter where you are, uh, I guess, in life, you just feel some sort of chemistry with people. I mean, I'm sure, Vic, you can relate to that in the sense of with you and your wife, you know, you had chemistry with her in a romantic sense. And I had, uh, I guess, a an automatic rivalry sense of chemistry with, with this guy right here. Uh, we just keep meeting each other down the road here and there. And we, I, he's one of the guys that I think brings out the best to me. Cause we, we just want to push each other. You know, we both want that win at the end of the day. Yeah. I think if they throw us in another one-on-one -on -one match, it'd be another, uh, Another big thing, another another big moment, and people are gonna uh, they're gonna have their eyes on it. More matches with this guy here. It's it's gonna keep knocking years off my career. That's all I know. <laughs> I do have to point one thing out, Mr. Motivation, sir. So it's more like my mother-in-law and myself. I can't stand her, but when we work together, it benefits our kid, my our kids. So that's more of a. My wife and I are pretty. Pretty much on the same page. Well, see, all right, there, there you go. You, you kind of understand where I'm coming from with that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So some days I'm like, thank God she's there, and think some days I'm like, I want to kill her. I mean, I'm not gonna say I want to do that to this guy. I mean, that's illegal. I'm pretty sure under the lies uh, eyes of the law, if I were to do so, me saying that would only make it uh, first degree since it's premeditated. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I went a little too far with that, but uh, that you know, you want to kill him, you know, I'm already screwed. The FBI is probably on the way right now, right? <laughs> Looking up your search history as we speak. You see a red dot on my forehead going down my chest. You know they're here. <laughs> so between you two, who does has the most wins between you two? 
Oh, uh, yeah, like singles wise, just overall, like pit, like who, like pit, let's say pitfalls, even in tag matches, like if would be pin Mr. Motivation or Mr. Overall, as long as we're a part of that match, I'm pretty sure it's him. Yeah, the one, the one in Michigan, the one triple WA, and then there was all right. Well, the first triple threat was me, you, and Draven. That ended up being a draw, and but the second one, you got the win. Not you didn't pin me, but yeah, <laughs> you still won. Yeah. Um, and uh, after that was our two matches. One where I ripped off your mask <laughs> to get the uh, number one contender shot, and then there That's came right. in the uh, chain match with doll uh, collar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's two right there but then uh nah yeah so you have one one over me but when i had you on last time when you showed off your beautiful belt and the mask and i'm not knocking cheating because the great jesse ventura always said when if you can lose if you must but always try to cheat you didn't tell me you had you pull the mask off to get the pinfall you just you got the mask Look, I did what I had to do. I mean, I agree. I agree. I thought we were boys. I thought we were brothers. You know, you just hit that perfect. Do you not remember Eddie Guerrero? I remember Eddie Guerrero. He said, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. So, how about learn some history about this business? All right. No, I I said what I said. (laughs) Go back and watch it. Listen to him. And then you can go back and talk to me. I gotta give it to him. I gotta give it to him. He's he's right. <laughs> I mean, recently on ABW, a member of FTR did the whole pull the either pull the mask off or turn it around so a guy couldn't see. Got a small package of one. Nothing <laughs> with that. I mean, in football, if you have long hair sticking out of the helmet and the hair gets pulled down for a tackle, it's now illegal. That's true. <laughs> Look, there, there, there are people that have done what much worse in the history of sports. Okay, there are some that either deflate or inflate footballs, or uh, instead of having a hollow bat, there's no hollow space in it for baseball. Right? There are some folks who take steroids. I don't take steroids. I don't need steroids. I'm in shape regardless. Me, I just happen to pull a mask, mind you, in America where it's not illegal. So. So now, if it was in Mexico, it would have been a different story, and he wouldn't have gotten the win. Well, in Mexico, I'll think of a different game plan. I'll get that win regardless. So I don't, you know, come at me with something different. You understand? Who came up with the chain match? Uh, the, the both of us. I mean, I, I mean, like, we wanted to, we wanted to, you know, I guess, destroy each other. At that point, I mean, at that point, with the mask being ripped off, we we were bound to get violent. It got personal. It got personal. <laughs> and uh, besides that, I mean, it might sound stupid to some folks, you know, doing a chain match during lockdown where there are no fans. But at the same time, despite the beef that we had, we still we're still both trying to get out there. You know what I mean? So to stand out, we just decided to do something a bit reckless. 
And again, some folks think it's, it's stupid to do, to do such a crazy match with no fans around. By all means, we'd love to do it with fans. But it just shows how far we're willing to go to stand out despite all these obstacles in our way. You know what I mean? A lot of attention on that, even without fans. Online, there was just like the, the amount of views that that little clip of him whipping me with the chain got was, was insane. <laughs> that must have felt really good. Yeah, it did. It shows that, you know, you have people watching. People are watching. Uh, they're still watching you, even though we're going through this crazy time. People are still paying attention. Yeah. Would you two ever consider doing like a hair versus mask match? <laughs> I've seen them in triple A. before this or something? I've seen them in triple A, the hair versus hair mask. Hair versus hair mask. Hair mask. All right, because this guy has asked me in the past. I told him no. <laughs> Unless. Oh, I actually shaved my head before I went on with you guys. It's, it's, it's a very firm, hard no for now. It would really have to, to mean something, honestly. Yeah, like in, a, in front of a big crowd, it has to be a promotion that, that – a big promotion, something that not just 100 people, 200 people have their eyes on. Like, it has to be something huge. I think huge crowd-wise or if the money was good? Just both. both, yeah. I said, We say we don't have the crowd, but we'll give you a decent amount of money that's pretty good. You would say yes to it, and I, I mean, yeah, money talks, so I mean, it just depends on the amount. True. Um, I mean, I would, I would prefer fans, honestly. It has you'll feel it more, you know. I mean, yeah, the money, but I prefer fans, honestly. I, I would wait as long. As it, as long as I have to wait, I will wait. So we have fans to see that match, you know. Yeah, it's it's a little difficult during these times. I mean, they keep talking about capacities, and it just keeps going up and down. And you hear all these different rumors. Oh, restrictions are going to be lifted. Well, oh, wait a bit more. So <laughs> just got to play it by ear and stay ready, patient, all like that. That's extremely frustrating. Yeah. I know uh, Mr. Motivation listens to my podcast every week. Yeah, right. But, you know, <laughs> interview. If I were on your podcast every week, I would listen to your podcast every week. Let me know. I, I, I always told you the door's always open for you, my friend. <laughs> but I know you're busy. <laughs> but I did tell Flippy Jr. when he was on for his solo podcast about how much of a nice guy you really were and how much I really did appreciate you being there for my mom. Now I'm a sweetheart. And then, That's the truth. I, I just mentioned that, how appreciative I was. Even to this day. Yeah, as you should be. Uh, I appreciate me too, you know? <laughs> I do a lot of nice things for other people. I do a lot of nice things for myself. Just, uh, I thank me, you know? Yeah, like I uh, said on uh... Like I was telling you on our on our single podcast, uh, besides all the the rivalry and and all the you know, I guess you could say like hatred or you know just, just everything in general. Besides, like besides all that, Mister Motivation is just a complete 
phenomenal, amazing guy. He's he's helped a lot of people, honestly. And I appreciate he's he's helped me plenty of times as well. We've helped each other plenty of times. I appreciate him and I'm I'm sure a, a lot of people appreciate him for being him, you know. Like he's a good friend of me, so to speak. Yeah, you can say it like that. <laughs> All right. I I, I think very highly of, of you as well, Felipe. I thought only Mr. Motivation could push Mr. Motivation to new heights, but you have a similar effect, you know? And even, uh, like I keep saying, I don't like this mother flower, but even, you know, if a promoter asks, hey, uh, who should I look out for in, in general? You know, I point him out. I don't like him, but you can't, you can't just, just ignore the fact that there's good, good talent out there. If you're threatened by good talent, then then that's a personal problem. I'm not threatened by good talent. I want good talent around. It's only going to push me and everyone else around to be better, make the whole product better, make the whole industry better. You know what I mean? And I think I think Lucha King is uh, he has a good vision and, and good intentions for for the entire business in that sense. Now, before you came on came on, Blakely Jr. I asked Blakely Jr. Where's the belt? You guys were going back and forth, and titles are changing. I said, where's the belt? And you mentioned someone snuck in while you two were going at each other and got the belt in. Luca, you know, Luca. <laughs> was the rivalry that heated you just forgot about other title defenses? Or was it like, what? Well, as much as we try to get Luca out of the picture, I mean, he really kept coming back for more. Yeah, there was that like uh, he did a like a whole double team maneuver on both of us at the same time. He like, well, no, you, did you get to watch the whole match, Vic? You said no, right? No, I just only saw a clip, but I can't find the whole match. Uh, all right, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spoil the beans on that. No, I don't go right ahead because I'm not gonna. No, I don't. Nah, <laughs> you know, I'm you know, surprised, just like everybody else. All right. Uh, I get. What do you watch? And you tell me how you feel about it. You know what I'll do, Vic? I'll. Uh... I'll find a way to get it for you, that match, and uh, so you can check it out for yourself. No spoilers. Oh, imagine not even available to the public. Hook you up, okay? Just for you. <laughs> Sounds like Felipe's got some hookups with the black market or something. Even if you on YouTube and send me the YouTube link, I appreciate it. You know, just my YouTube channel is just full of all Patrol and Blue Schools these days. <laughs> I know the feeling, Vic. Like I said, I don't, I don't have kids, but I know the feeling. I used to be cool. I used to bartend in clubs and everything, go to wrestling events. I used to be cool. And then you became a dad. I became a dad. Cool. <laughs> All right. That means everybody. Now, now to get a little more serious, I was getting um into a little back and forth on Twitter over this last Sunday. I won't mention wrestlers' names, but some wrestlers' names do have open cases for sexual assault and other heinous crimes mm-hmm. that fans are saying that not guilty, but the cases are still open. Now, meanwhile, the promotion is giving them titles and main event matches. Do you think that's actually right, or do you think that it's wrong? I mean, that's, that's man, you're really bringing up a, a, an extremely difficult topic, my friend. I know. Uh, I, I didn't put names on it. Names, I didn't ask the promotion or anything. 
It's crazy because you can say really anything about anybody. I mean, I, I could say I, I could accuse Felipe Jr. Of, of something heinous, and it becomes difficult because I know personally that if I if I were to say something like that, I'd be lying. Uh, the issue is for certain. Uh, talent through the years um, I would say more so to a decade ago or more or even just five years ago uh, the business was, was definitely a, a lot different and a lot of folks just just turned a blind eye to things and that certainly wasn't right um, <laughs> I'm not sure where I'm kind of going with my next train of thought exactly because I'm kind of losing it <laughs> But it's uh, it again. It's difficult because ideally they would have concrete proof, and I hear a lot of. Uh, I mean, obviously, men have have cases uh, cases where they are assault, assaulted as well. But uh, I think everyone knows that it more so happens to women, and these women are so hesitant to say things for so long because. Cases are just a difficult thing to go through. That's just that's just a flat out fact. Uh, it's obviously mo an emotional toll, uh, financial. It, it brings stress in many different ways. And how can I put this? Yeah, they just don't uh, come out with with their personal experiences with sexual assault because they'll just get accused of lying and just that alone is so mind-boggling to them and people could just see it in different ways i mean obviously if i had a family member that that did such things i would be hesitant to believe it i know i know i would uh if if i if i saw proof you know i i wouldn't dispute it i know i'm the type of person where no matter no matter who you are whether if it's a brother or friend or um yeah, I'm not going to get into it, but I know I know Felipe Jr. is aware of it. I, I had a friend uh, who I actually grew up with since elementary, and um, and he did uh, some things. I don't know how far he he went, but I do know he admitted to at least flirting with someone underage, and that alone was unforgivable unforgivable to me. So it was it was hard to uh, just not speak to to that person again, but I just try to keep in mind of the, of the possibility. You know, what if that was my niece, who everybody knows, who has me on, online. At, um, my niece is extremely important to me. She kind of feels like a like a daughter, just uh, how close we are, and. Any anything that involves with kids and and stuff like that is it's a very uh, uh, aggravating subject, if you will. I don't know if you want to add anything, Felipe, but uh, I I'd say that kind of explains the best overall uh, feeling of how we all feel, in a sense. 
yeah, I mean, uh, it's, a, it's a hard subject. And, and it's sad to see those people you've worked with or just people in the business in general just, you know, you see you see that happen and, and it's like, you know, all, all, that, all that effort you put into your career to just throw it all down the drain, you know? It sucks. It sucks to see. Like, uh, recently there was a, a thing that came out about a ref and I'm like, that's crazy because, you know, you, you, I've worked with this person before and you never, you, you'll never expect that person you're, you've always worked with or the person you've a, you know, it could be a promoter, a worker, a ref. It, it could be anybody in the wrestling business, and you'll never expect that. You never see it coming. You know, it's just a thing where it's just, what the hell? You know, why? You wouldn't believe that person. You know, you're like, I can't, I can't believe this. This guy did this, this, and that. It's crazy. It's just a crazy thing that now is a big deal. I remember, you know how get together whatever like that. And we had one guy that worked in uh, middle school, like, uh, part of high school that I used to go to. And he was uh, accused of messing around with one of those younger girls. And for the longest time, we, we knew this guy for years. And he was a good friend of ours. And we all got together and we were just like, what are we gonna do about this? And we decided that and said, to prove him guilty, he's our friend, we're not good, we're just gonna keep quiet and support him. Then he had pretty much a deal with uh, Springfield Vermont prison system about five years, and they have a head of wings so they won't get messed with, they plead guilty, and he cannot contact the girl. He contacted the girl. And when he did that, we were just like, that's it, let's wash our hands. Yeah. Now, Kentucky, now he's in Kentucky somewhere serving 12 or 18 years. Yeah, that was a foolish decision on his part. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's just a, such a hard subject, you know? It's, it's, it's just crazy. I mean, it sucks. This guy was, I mean, this guy was, he was a softball coach. He did all this stuff and he was, and yeah. Yeah, I mean, I understand how the, lies of, uh, the eyes of the law see it because I know if I was accused, there are some folks who say, well, the accuser should just be believed. But if I know I did nothing, you know, why should I be convicted of anything? It's um, at the minimum, I I think the victims should uh, just when they speak up, whether they want to go through with uh, pressing charges or anything, at the very minimum, they should just be taken care of uh, just by anyone around them friends, family, I mean, you know, friends or family, they can say whatever they want, whether or not they, they believe or not, but just just take care of your loved ones. That's, that's at the minimum, all you need to do. I mean, I don't know, I don't know, know what would go into taking care of them to, you know, just make them better. It's obviously a long process or some react differently to things, but uh, just just be, be there. That's all you can really try to do. Yeah. All right, enough of the, the depressing, serious questions. Thank <laughs> you. So during your chain match, what was the hardest blow? That you hit that from the chain or something that you were just like, Jesus Christ, that really hurt. That's still, 
And you can't say uh, <laughs> Well, I mean, I, the first swing, the first swing to the back, right there, I was like, I'm done. I'm done. I don't want to go anymore. <laughs> no, I wasn't the first one. It was the second one. Because I knew I didn't get you on that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Correct. The second one. Yeah, I was like, no, that was trash. Let me bring it up and I, yeah. Turn that turn the volume up on Instagram. You'll hear the just the brutal just chain against skin. It, it's such a cringy sound, you know, it's like, oh you know that hurt. <laughs> so be honest, guys. Were you was there ever a, a ball during the chain match or any other match that you gave a little extra like Pep to that blow because you did not like each other. You were just like, whoops, you know, and <laughs> you just went a little too much, got a little overexcited. Or was, was this just totally just legit honorable? Oh, things get, things get, a, get carried away in the heat of battle. Okay, I'm just gonna say that right now. So, nothing personal or anything. From, from, what I can't remember, honestly, I, I don't know. I mean, there could have been, but there, in the moment, I probably didn't realize it. All right. Well, for the one that you're speaking of, the one that's on on YouTube at, at the moment, yeah, that second swing. Honestly, I was just like, yeah, time to get serious. Before that, just the just the initial surprise with with the bag of the chains where I know he was looking to make a dive and I just whipped him out from under the ring and I just threw him at his face. Uh, it was, I wish they were balled up, I guess, a bit better. It's just hard to because they're, you know, also lanking, moving around constantly. Ideally, I would have had just an extra second just to ball it up real, real tight. Uh, but even when you throw it, even though it's in a bag, like unless it's banded up or taped up in a way, it's not going to stay com- uh, extremely compact. But uh, it is what it is, and uh, it's a good time. <laughs> I remember uh, our live show. Uh, we heard a couple of the guys, and, well, not the guys, but the fans. Oh, fake chain, fake chain, <laughs> plastic oh, chain. For the one, yeah, the one that's on, <laughs> on the, his background right now, yes. And that really bothered me. Like, can you not hear this? Like, just bringing the chains out, there's a certain sound that real chains make as opposed to fake chains. And anyone who tried to say that they were fake is just stupid. <laughs> you just get new ears. We have those trolls, you know, that's like, oh, that's dumb, that's stupid, it changed plastic. The reason they, pro- they probably thought it was fake is because they're too pansy to even try to do something as, as daring as this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, they come in the ring and actually feel the chain to see if it's fake or not. Before they, you know, say anything. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to find out. Yeah, I no problem with that. matches, and I asked him point blank, are those light bulbs real or not? And he said, no, they're absolutely real. And I said, thank God. If they weren't real, it would be like telling a kid that there's no Santa Claus. It would just... It's like, a, it's an art. It's like, you know... A dance, but the weapons are real. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I think if they weren't real, I just, I would feel like a fraud. <laughs> and I know I ain't no punk. No, so not. I'm using real chains anytime we're talking about chains. 
I. <laughs> not, not afraid to use them again or take them. You sure? <laughs> kind of giving me flashbacks. Oh, man. Are there any other specialty matches you two are willing to go against each other on? Because these days in AEW, the crazy exploding death matches. Yo, oh my goodness. Uh, I, exploding uh, death matches. Like, I have no clue how, like, I mean, I know they're not going to use simple little firecrackers. Uh, I'm just, I'm really curious to see how they're going to structure said exploding barbed wire. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little scared to see that. Um, I, I've even seen, like, I looked it up and I've seen all these these Japan matches. And I'm like, they're, they're, they're insane. I mean, like, I would not even, I would not go to that level of, of, of like, extreme. That, that, that's a little too much. <laughs> now you sound like a pansy, just like the rest of them. Hey. The chains were fake. Nah, nah, maybe we're, nah, all right, man, I don't know. Um, it sounds like you want to do a exploding barbed wire mesh. Yeah, I was talking real tough for a sec, uh, <laughs> but I'm, I might redact my words. <laughs> John Moxley and Omega, they're they're out of their minds. I mean, I I really hope they uh, jeez, I just really hope they're going to be okay after the match. Yeah, I hope no one dies because. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, that would be cool at all. I can't remember anyone like died ever died from a like, death match before. Probably someone in Japan has, but America. Mm. Mm. Not that I know of. I mean, not, I have no clue. Oh, you don't want to be the first. I don't. No. <laughs> uh, we're down for making history, but not that way. Not that way. Okay. You always say death matches were already done. What's the point going on? Wait, you've checked out Japanese that you YouTube Japanese deathmatch. Are you those things are sick? Yeah, there's they're pretty sick. I mean, I had a friend who introduced me to it as well before I even uh, before they even mentioned it on AEW, and I'm like, I I, I don't know, I, I just don't see it as wrestling at that point. When it gets to that point, it, it's just at that point, it's just they're just trying to kill each other. <laughs> it's not wrestling anymore. You just cross the you cross the line. It, it just becomes a fight. It's it's, it's straight I'm trying to kill my opponent, literally. <laughs> That's true. But I wasn't going to get the pay per view until I heard about the main event, and I was like, now I'm like gathering my nickels and quarters together. Now I'm, I'm interested. It's like truth or dare, plus bloody knuckles, but it's always dare. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. All right. <laughs> it's a scary. It's a scary thing to, to even like think about or do. It's just a terrifying moment. Uh, what would your dream opponent be if you could wrestle anybody? Other than Mr. Motivation, you already wrestled him. Well, I know my answer is Mr. Motivation. <laughs> but. We understand reality, and reality doesn't let me do that. So we'll have to think of a new answer. What about you? <laughs> what would your answer be? Um, I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot of 
of uh, guys. I mean, if I would have to pick one, in, like, one specifically, like, off the top of my head, I'm not so sure, to be honest. I mean, actually, you know, Ray Mysterio would be one. Like, off the top of my head, it would be Ray Mysterio. Ray Mysterio would be one of them. I mean, there's a lot of other guys, you know, that that I have in mind, but Ray Mysterio just comes to mind right away. You know, that's crazy because my answer <laughs> would be Eddie Guerrero if he was, you know, still alive. But uh, it, I know it's funny because me and Vic Muscat and I think you guys are as well, we're talking about how we all love the feud between Eddie and Ray. And I think there's a lot of similarities between them and us, you know? And I think that's why I liked it when I saw you guys wrestle. It was just, it just seemed like, it seemed natural. That's not what it seemed to me. Once it seemed like, you know, anything was pulled, you just like went at it. Didn't like, weren't worried about about falling off the top rope or anything like that. You like screw it and just went after it. Yeah, I mean, I, I even tried my own, uh, version of going off the top rope and have to give props to Felipe Jr. I, I I can't do that Lucha stuff. At least not right now. It would take some time. I don't I don't know where he got the balls to to even try it out because that stuff is difficult, man. Yeah. Have that good balance and just uh it's, it, it it was difficult to, to learn, you know, but I mean I'm sure anyone could could learn it. It just takes time and practice. Except fat people, because you know, it's harder for them to jump up like that. <laughs> there is a uh, what's his name? Lance Archer does get on top of the rope, you know, or, or like Undertaker. I, I mean, I know they're not like you said fat, but they're big guys, and I've seen them do the that you know get on to, on the on the rope and balance themselves and just do some crazy well, jump up the way that you do. Oh, like I do. Oh, yeah. I don't think I've seen anyone with it, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> they are surprising in that sense. Who is the tallest opponent you ever fought? Like, how big were they? Hmm. For me, I think it was. I think it was Draven Blaze, or no, actually, might have been. Uh, his name is the last Spartan, Anthony Adams. And it's, it sucks because I remember asking the promoter if he had footage. I think he said it was going to be a dark match or whatever. Uh, but I was real proud of that match. It was, it was a real good time. Just so our, our uh, characters had, had real good chemistry and, and we had the crowd going a good bit. And uh, couldn't find footage of that. He's a big guy. Great work. I'd love to work with him again. But uh, leave the floor for... Uh, Lucius Kim's answer? Uh, my tallest opponent was Bristol Lion. Uh, that match is actually on my YouTube channel. It was my debut match, uh, SSW. And they were like, you're going against Bristol Lion. I'm like, this guy's tall. Like, he's tall. <laughs> oh, man. So how, how bad has this COVID situation hurt you guys during this year? A lot. Yeah, I mean, there's no other way to put that. I mean, I know I spoke with you, Vic, about that before, and I think a lot of us, including us two right here, we're about to have a nice bloom in our careers, and COVID certainly hindered that. 
And it is what it is, but we've stayed creative. Let's chase that clout. Yeah, I mean, pretty much all we can do is do as much as we can and uh, get it out there on social medias because right now that's our biggest uh, platform, you know, social media and whatever we do in the ring and whatever crazy stuff we, we have in mind. I mean, social media is where it is the way to go right now, especially with just the pandemic and people are only on social media all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I wonder how things would be if we had these obstacles and we didn't have social media. It would just feel pointless, I guess. I have, I don't know how else to put it, but it would be, it'd be way harder than it already is. Yeah, I mean, it's still hard, even with social media, but like Eddie, like Eddie says, uh, it's, it's hard. It's still, it would be even harder without the social media. Do you guys have any events coming up? Um, well, I know we were supposed to have, uh, what's it called? ASCW, uh, March. And now that's not a thing for the, for the it's not going to be a live thing for fans. <laughs> yeah, it turned into a, a taping, unfortunately. Uh, besides that, I know I have March 6th in Georgia next week against uh, Shoot Taylor. I'm, I'm not going to spit a promo at him right now. I'll, I'll have that <laughs> out within the next couple of days or so. I, I He's a good talent, looks like. I looked him up, and uh, all I got to say is that I'm really looking forward to that match. Uh, besides that, uh, you already said ACW, which is happening. Um I'm hoping to go back to all or nothing wrestling soon. I think it might be April though, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Uh, in May, I don't know if I should talk about that yet or not. It's up to you. It's it's May. <laughs> it's May. I just I'll, I don't even know what's going on next week. Well, guys, you know, I appreciate your time, you know, coming on. I appreciate it. I appreciate the little smack talk back and forth, you know, especially Flavie Jr. just laughing at Mr. Motivation like he's a punk, but that's all right. <laughs> You're not a punk, sir. You're not a punk. I I still love you, sir. You know that. Yeah, 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 I know. Everybody does. You're my Valentine. You know that. <laughs> all right. I appreciate you guys coming on. Thank you very much. Of course, no problem. And Anytime. We'll, and we'll keep in touch, guys, okay? Sounds good. All right, thank uh, you. Man, you. Take, take care. care. Right, buddy. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. You can uh, go derogatory word yourself or something. Or <laughs> Look, don't make me pull out the chains again. No, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, thanks, guys, for coming on. I appreciate it. No problem. Take care of yourself. Be you safe. too. Thank you, everybody.